You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode one of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Heward, and as always, I am with the wonderful Jeff Gargas. We have so much in store for this episode, talking with an incredible educator. But before we start, Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Ray. I am super excited. This is episode number one, and you already said it. We have an amazing educator with us, Mr. Adam Peterson. And Adam is an educational consultant with staff development for educators and just a phenomenal educator, a YouTube superstar, and if I may say myself, a pretty nice guy as well. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing great, but uh, you, you totally just talked me up, so I hope I can live up to that uh, intro you guys just gave. I'm, I'm excited to be here with both of you uh, and, and talking to all the Teach Better community. So Adam, let's talk about you for a minute. Jeff provided like a little introduction, but how do you describe yourself when someone asks you what you do? Yeah, that's a hard one because I, I used to just say I'm a kindergarten teacher. And uh, for those of you listening, I um, just recently stepped away from the classroom to take a little journey as an educational consultant or a presenter. Um, I'm working with my good friends from the company Staff Development for Educators. To um, So what I've been telling people is I might not teach students anymore, but I teach teachers. And that's what I get to do. I get to go on the road and teach teachers at conferences and teach teachers in the classroom. And then I'm also going to be doing a lot of work on social media for educators as well. So I guess when I get asked, what do I do? I say I'm a teacher of, of teachers. I love that. I love that as well. You know, that's something that Ray and I have the honor of getting to do regularly as well as working with teachers we travel around and do that as well so uh i want to touch on that what what are you what are you most excited about in that aspect now that you're moving from the classroom you're going to get to work with teachers what what gets you the most excited about that sort of change in your life and your career uh you know i was just in uh san antonio recently doing a conference and something somebody said something to me that that is that just solidified my excitement for it she said this is exactly what i needed to reignite my passion for education. And I guess I've been telling people that, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of work in my own classroom with my team and um, my community of teachers that I've gotten to know and work with over the past 13 years that I've done some pretty cool, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, so, but I've done some kind of innovative and really cutting edge things. And so I've been telling people if I can go out and get another teacher to jump on board and do, you know, a fun game or a fun song or change up their routine and get away from the scripted that they've always done. If, if that's what I can do and change a classroom for the better, um, I guess that's my goal with this. That's just so powerful. I love that. Well, thank you. Well, and Adam, I know that like I've had the pleasure of being in your classroom when you had your kindergarten class and it just like oozes with energy. And so to think that now that isn't just found in your classroom, but now you're touching the lives of students across the country is, is just so like gives me goosebumps. I think that's so awesome. I love what you do. Thank you. I've been fortunate enough to learn from from some of the best, you know, whether it be presenters or other teachers who I've witnessed their classrooms. So none of this is, I think as educators, we we use that word borrow or steal all the time. I mean, we all build on each other's ideas regardless. So this is a culmination of 13 years of me learning as a teacher to now go teach as a teacher. And I love that. I, I talk all the time. I love the 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 increase in your impact and, and find ways. And that's what you're doing with that is you're taking your impact from a classroom to now global. Well, thank and, you. And that's fantastic. 
Um, I want to touch on these 13 years of experience um, in class in the classroom and a few extra years outside of that in life itself. Um, I always say that I've been fortunate enough to fail a lot in my lifetime. Can you kind of take us there and tell us about a time and a failure that you've had? Kind of take us to what happened, how it made you feel, and then bring us out of it. How, how did you overcome it? And then what did you learn from it? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because there's been a lot of <laughs> there's been a lot of failures, and I think anybody that that says differently is a, is a liar. Um, yep. We all fail, and that's how we learn, and we have to fail to learn. Uh, I think the biggest one for me is is not so much a one time fail, but something that I failed at multiple times, and that would be thinking that I knew it all from the start as an educator. Um, I went into my classroom my first year thinking I was on top of the world, and I think part of it was I was the first male like kindergarten teacher in this in this district and I was brand new and people were like, oh my gosh, male kindergarten teacher. I felt like I was was on top of the world, you know? And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do it right. And what I'm doing is the right way. And my classroom setup is perfect. And the way that I teach is perfect. And I learned very quickly that that was <laughs> that was not true at all. So I think part of it is is kind of a twofold. It's it's not it's a failure, but it's also something that we all need to do as educators and that's learning from somebody else and pulling myself out of that failure is where I really sat back and took a step back and, and let everybody around me inspire me, not just those that have taught for, you know, 20, 30 plus years, but even the new teachers that came in and I took advice from them. And, and I think that's the cool part about this job is that nobody's racing for, you know, a promotion or to get to the top or a big raise or something like that. We're all racing to raise the students. You know, we're all trying to get to the same end goal. And, I think that was where my failure in turn became a blessing was that I realized I didn't need to be, you know, the best at everything. I needed to learn from those around me. That's awesome. So let's now let's let's flip that around now. Now tell us about a, a success you've had, something that really stands out in your mind. It could be a big one, it could be a little one, but what what was it? Something that happened? Um, what was the success you got from them? What did you really take away from it? Yeah, uh, my biggest success in life, no doubt, will 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 be and always be my family. Like I feel like having my family beside me is is the the biggest blessing in the world, and that's been really cool because my wife and I have been able to teach together for the past 11, 12 years. I don't remember exactly, but we've taught in the same building, and more importantly, in the last four or five years, we've taught in the same hallway. So that has been huge because my family has helped me build on my successes, and I think my successes that I focus the most on are what's happened really over the past couple years in this professional development world. Um, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to share the stage, uh, if you call it that, with some pretty phenomenal educators, people who I had followed for, you know, 12, 13 years in my own life and, and learning from. And my so I, I'd have to say my, my all time big, biggest success is when I got asked to be a part of the staff development for educators family because that's really what it is, this group of presenters that we present with. Uh, the moment that I got that invitation to present with them and then come on board with them was was by far one of the biz biggest successes in education I've ever had or ever will have. That's so cool. I have to say, so there's so much going on in education right now, right? There's like, I mean, there's so much. Something I'm so excited about, though, is this concept that you kind of talked about when we asked about your failures, but this was learning from other educators. And that used to be more challenging. Now it's almost so easy that that you could learn from teachers that were across the hall from you or in your same building. But now with social media and everything else going on, there's this huge movement of teachers really taking their learning global, you know, learning from teachers all over Twitter or Facebook or 
you know, going to conferences that are, you know, miles and miles away and learning with teachers. So I have to know, like, what is one thing you're really excited about in education and with what you're really doing? Yeah, mine kind of touches on yours too, but more so on the administrator side. I was, you know, I'll go back to where I just was this past week in San Antonio. There were a few administrators at our, our conference that's geared towards kindergarten teachers. So not just at conferences, but like you said, Ray, on Twitter and social media and Instagram, to see the amount of administrators that are stepping on board and joining that movement and taking education socially, globally. Um, I'm really excited about that because when the administrators see the magic that's happening in the classroom, that's when it's going to happen school wide. And I, I got, I was fortunate enough to get to know an administrator in Texas who was actually from Louisiana and came to our conference and to see her smiling and laughing and doing the songs and dances with us and playing the games. I just know that that school is in for a treat come August because their, you know, their head is, is excited beyond excited. So I, I guess my kind of, like I said, plays off yours. The fact that so many administrators are jumping on this global movement of positivity and education is, is, is key. And I think it's, it's awesome to see so many uh, administrators out there at these conferences that are, that are geared towards educators and classroom educators, not necessarily toward administration, uh, because that's showing that admin that wants to get in there and wants to feel what, what you're feeling and, and learn about the new things that are going on and then support his or her, her teacher in the classroom. Um, and I think that's, that's super powerful. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, it's going to have big things happening, I think. Very cool. Well, that support piece is huge, right? I mean, like administration leads a building. It's interesting because something else I want to ask you has to do with support, but it's almost on on the flip side, right? So administrators support teachers. And when administrators really step into the teacher's shoes, you get really great administrative, administrative leadership. So uh, on the other side, for example, like I have a student teacher coming in next year. And she's going to essentially start her first year teaching, you know, the first time she's in a classroom really being a leader. Um, what's your biggest piece of advice for a new teacher, either starting maybe their first job or maybe their first few years in this in this profession? Yeah, uh, don't try to do it all. That, that's a <laughs> huge one. I I had the opportunity to speak to a group of, of college students at my alma mater at Monmouth College here in Illinois. And um one of the, this was maybe two years ago, three years ago. So I was at least 10 years in, right? And this girl comes up to me and she says, oh my gosh, I love what you do. I love everything about it. Tell me how to do this on the first day. And I, <laughs> I felt bad because I kind of laughed. I'm like, honey, you're not going to do it on the first day. This is, this is 10 years in the making. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Just soak in everything you can from those around you. And whether you can find one or two teachers who you can really, really connect with and and just take every bit of advice from them. And I will say this, and I think some people are, are hesitant to do this sometimes, is that seek out someone who's been there a long time. Um, so often we, we see those teachers who have been in the building for 25, 30 years, people who are burned out and not really up to trying something new. And I think those are the people we can learn the most from. I was so fortunate to learn from my mentor. Um, her name was Honor. And I learned more about education from her than I did from any any course I ever took, you know? So I guess those would be my two pieces of advice is seek out a mentor, whether it's one that's assigned to you or not, and don't try to do it all. Gosh, I feel like I have to ask you a follow-up on that, really, though, because I always hear teachers saying the same comment that you said, right? I want to do it all. How do I do this on the first day? And while I tell them to not dive in wholeheartedly right away, because there's so many pieces, right? 10 years of experience that go into that, then the next question is always, okay, so where do I start? What What's your example for, or what's your piece of advice for 
where to even begin if you can't start it all at once. Right. Yeah. I think we, we get um, intimidated with that whole comparison factor. And I think that's what scares teachers is when, in my experience, the question of how to do it all, I have a feeling that they're looking at what you're doing, what she's doing, what he's doing and trying to do all of that. So my advice would be is, is be you like find what makes you the teacher you are and makes you happy as a teacher and then start building other people's ideas into your curriculum, into your classroom, into your school, if so be it. But um, I guess don't compare. Like when you try to do it all, chances are it's because you're comparing yourself to someone else and that's not going to get you where you want to be. I love that. I, I love that be you. That's, that's so important because we, we talk about it all the time how students are going to, they'll, they'll figure you out really quick if you're fake. If you're trying to mm -hmm. be someone else, if you're trying to do what Adam Peterson does in his classroom versus what you're supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do, what's real to me. And so like, that's an awesome piece of advice. I love it. Um, all right, now we're going to, we're going to flip you up a little bit and I'm going to, I'm going to throw six questions at you really quickly. And you've got about 15 seconds each to answer. Uh Oh, you rapid ready? fire. Huh? You ready? I'm ready? so nervous for this. I'm so excited. Adam, you're going to be great. All right. Girl, let's see. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's All do right, it. Here we go. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Oh, one? I have one. To one. One. Um, I have to go with my my favorite ed tech toy, Osmo. Playosmo.com. It's a it's an iPad add-on that takes learning beyond the screen and it's all augmented reality. So that is my one tool that I love to use in my classroom. What book are you reading right now? Uh, one pick one <laughs> um the limitless school by adam devico i'm in the oh, middle of that right now nice love it who do we need to follow on twitter today one. uh besides me no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> um, uh i encourage everybody to follow at sde for educators that's the company i get to go out on the road with and not only do they share stuff from their presenters but they share stuff uh with with educators all over the world and this company has been around for a long long time rooted in education started by um, a husband and wife team who were educators. So definitely follow that. SDE, the number four educators. Okay. Outside of your awesome channel, which we will talk about in a second and link in all the show notes, what's the best YouTube channel for educators to follow? <laughs> I like that outside of mine. Um, <laughs> speaking from one that I use all the time because I'm a kindergarten teacher and I'm a primary teacher. So any primary teachers who may be listening, one that you have to follow is by far um, Harry Kindergarten Music. He's a friend of mine. Uh, but before that, he was someone that I used all the time in the classroom. He creates fun hip hop and educational videos for kids that are easy to follow, set to music, set to his own lyrics with his own art. And it's a really, really cool channel. So Harry Kindergarten Music is definitely a channel I suggest you follow for um, an upbeat way to get music into your classroom. Awesome. So let's talk about one daily, weekly or monthly routine that every teacher should get into um continue learning whether it be reading watching youtube um checking stuff on social media just just going to conferences just continue continue learning i know i get lucky enough to go out on the road quite a bit but um i'm on youtube all the time just looking up teachers and looking up you know advice and tips and tricks so definitely just continue learning what is the best piece of advice you've ever received Educationally, uh, remember it's all about the kids. One of my retiring principals, who I had the, the you know the, was lucky enough to work for for a few years, said that when he retired, said, "Don't forget about the kids. Everything's going to change. Education, um, parents, administrators, the world, curriculum. But one thing isn't going to change, and that's the students that are sitting in front of you. So make sure you remember it's all about the kids." 
Awesome. Oh gosh. Nice work that on awesome. those. Was that yeah. 15 seconds or less though? I don't know. Uh, no, absolutely not. But I don't care. I don't think you, I, I don't think you were too far off, honestly, but yeah, no, it was perfect. That was beautiful. Love it. All right. I have to tell you, Adam, you got a piece of like the medicine I always get. Cause Jeff always asks me really hard questions and he's like, <laughs> all right, you have three seconds go. And I'm like, three <laughs> seconds. You guys need like a click going in the background on this. Like tick, 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 tick. It's awful. It's awful. Oh my gosh. Well, I have one final question and it's really one of the most important ones as we finalize. Everything that we've been talking about is how people can connect with you. So your Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. What what can people do to engage with you? Because you're fabulous and there's so much more that we could be talking about and learning from you as the time goes on. Thank you. Everything for me is um, the handle is at teachers learn two and it's the number two. Um, I always tell people I know that's not grammatically correct because it should be T-O-O, but somebody is sitting on that domain name and wanted to sell it to me for like three grand. It's not even a website. So everything is at Teachers Learn 2, the number two. Um, my website is just that www.teacherslearn2, the number two, .com. Uh, Facebook page, I think you can find it the same way, YouTube channel. My website links you right to my YouTube channel. Um books i see there's one of the things we wanted to talk about i do have some of my own books they're not so much professional development books but i've written a few children's books that you can find on amazon just by searching my name and uh other than that i'm just excited to be continuing to do these kinds of things with all of you adam can you do me really because you mentioned your books can you mention one of the books that's connected with a with a fun week throughout the year can you talk a little bit about that yeah, and I'm hoping this can be something that we uh, we collaborate on here in the future. Oh, I, uh, yeah, dream come true, absolutely. I briefly mentioned my friend Honor, who was my mentor teacher, and uh, about well, it's been five years ago now that she passed away um, unexpectedly from cancer. She was diagnosed two years before she was supposed to retire, and within nine months um, was gone. And I wrote a book about her, well, about her, but also about someone that all of you listeners can connect to too. And it's just your, your best friend in the world. And it's a book called yellow that you can find on Amazon. I even have a video of me reading it on my YouTube channel, but it's um, yellow by Adam Peterson. And uh, it tells the story of my friendship with my friend honor and how she made all of my days brighter by, by making them yellow is what I call it. And uh, it not only was it her favorite color, that's something that she did to everybody around her was bright in everybody's days. So it ends sadly in the story, but it also ends with us as a reminder that we all have that friend. And sometimes we need to thank that friend for doing what they do and just by making us, you know, happier people. So a movement, I use the word movement loosely, but it really kind of was. I started a, a social media push last year to um, in 2017, I guess, to make uh, honors birthday, which is May 9th, something called Yellow Day. And it took off like wildfire and it spread and spread and spread. And this year it spread even more. And I think I got notices from people in, you know, at least 25, 30 different states and then four or five countries that were all doing a yellow day in their schools. And the basic way to say it is, is it's just a day to spread kindness. It's a day to pass out, you know, yellow sticky notes that just have a, a note of inspiration on them. It's a day just to greet people kindly. It's a day just to remember that we all can make the world a better place by being happier, yellow, brighter people. Truly awesome. And it is a movement. My family wears their yellow shirts all the time. My I love those. My daughter's preschool is going all yellow next year. Like They loved it. They caught it. It's like during when she wore the shirt. They are so excited for it. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome thing. So, well, yeah. And people can definitely look for it, you know, sooner this year. This this past year, there were so many different things going on with 
you know, my, my leave from the classroom and, and family things that it kind of came upon me really, really quickly. So I know um, after talking with Ray recently that she wants to kind of help out with this as well. And we're going to try to push this a lot sooner to people all around the world through social media. And that way, May 9th definitely is yellowed out all around the world. Love it. What's the hashtag? Hashtag make someone's day yellow. And if you want to know more outside of what Adam said, even just searching hashtag make someone's day yellow on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere in between, there were so many fun posts of people all around the world of students celebrating. It was just such a magical day and it came at such a perfect time. May is such a wonderful time to remember kindness and it was so fun. So I loved my whole school was able to celebrate and I know we'll be doing it again next year. So seeing the fact that the junior high students were jumping on board is really what it's, you know, I, I did it as a way to, to teach my kinders about being kind and whatnot, but to see students in that, you know, age range spreading kindness just because, you know, not for any specific reason, just, just because. So it was cool. And I know I saw your family's t-shirts all over social media <laughs> and you kept telling me how your daughter would not take it off. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she definitely likes, prefers to keep it on for sure. So that's awesome. I know you mentioned that you read the story on uh, YouTube, but I showed that in my classroom. We actually showed it to our entire school building during lunch. And you, it's so magical having the author read the story that if you're even considering learning more about make someone stay yellow, please go check out that YouTube video that he um, recorded the entire book on um, on a clip because there was just so much magic there. You did such a great job with that. So it just kind of made it come full circle. It was really fun. So well, Thank you. That means more than you know. So thank you. And we will make sure to link that video specifically and a whole bunch of other stuff related to that that movement as well in the show notes. So that is going to do it. That wraps up episode number one of Woo! Teach Better Talk, the, the first episode. So Adam... Seriously, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We we truly, truly appreciate it. Um, you can find links to all the resources mentioned in this episode, as well as those really important links for connecting with Adam over at uh, teachbetter.com in the show notes. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Please give us a rating and a review if you can. And until next time, let's get out there and teach better. Thank you, guys.